Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Audio Roast Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Isaacs. Thank you so much for joining us right here on this awesome Sunday afternoon. My goodness, you take one week off and it feels like a lifetime. Am I right or am I right? You know what to do. This is episode 65. So for the 65th time, I'm going to ask you, if you're watching the stream right now, please give this video a like, share and share the stream, comment along, make sure you're subscribed and following the page. Uh, that way, you know, you know when we go live. If you want audio only versions of the show, go wherever you find podcasts. So try Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. You can listen to us. You don't have to watch us. You can just listen. If you'd like to support the show, a really awesome way to do so is to become a Patreon member. Just go to patreon.com slash the audio Rose podcast. You'll find all kinds of cool stuff we're doing over there. We've got a new series that's just recently launched called Common Grounds, and it's a really fun series. It's something to add into what we're doing here, but really under a microscope, if you will, where we get to know people on a really individual basis and find common grounds. Uh, so please do consider becoming a monthly member on Patreon. You can also check out playlists at the end of most episodes not today because that's not what we're doing today but we've got episodes from the past like we've done country rap hip-hop rock new metal if you like any of that check out our playlist because what we do is we take the songs used in those episodes and we create a playlist for your ear holes you can also check out our handy dandy website audioroast.com that's right it's your one-stop shop for all things audio roast related so playlists episodes from the past Merch, sponsor links, you name it, we got it. AudioRoast.com. Check it out. Now, let's go ahead and recap what we did, not last week, but the last episode. So, we did Pop from the year 1985. We had Eric Scott Rousseau, along with Amanda Cunningham. Of course, you know Amanda from Wicked Shimmy. We had an absolute blast. I know Josh and I absolutely ate up the playlist that was out last week from the show. So, uh, really, really good stuff. If you're looking for some good music, check that out. If you missed last week's episode, check that out because the games were off the chart. Really fun. Uh, but today, what we're doing is something a little bit different. We're going back to talking shop. That's right. No guests. We didn't do it. It is what it is. I've got a really cool topic for you today, so we'll get into it in just a little bit. We've got exciting stuff. These talking shops are a really great way to connect with you guys, so make sure that you're commenting along throughout the show, and it's, it's going to be awesome, and we're going on the fly. So, come with us. Uh, now, for everybody's favorite part of the show... Seven songs in seven days. All right, let's go ahead and see how your song shook out from our previous episode in seven songs in seven days. In the number seven spot, I think for the second time in a row, we've got CJ Garmo uh, with Oh My This Side by Travis Scott. Mm, I had to force myself to listen to anything more than a minute. I really wanted to stop at the first 15, 20 seconds, if I'm being totally honest. Um, man, I would love for you, CJ, to listen to some music that is not so reliant on auto-tune. Ugh. <laughs> That's all I could say. Um, I couldn't get past the auto-tune on the voice, so it is what it is. Um, in the number six spot from Mike McCorder, we've got Telephone Call by Life, Sex, and Death. 
Uh, this one was all right. This was a pretty fun song. I, I will say this too. All these songs uh, I have never heard. So that's always an awesome experience for me. And none of these songs are top 40. They're not like anything you'd hear on the radio. So I really enjoyed that. Um, so six is a telephone call by Life, Sex, and Death. Decent song. In the number five spot from Stephen Furlong, we've got Hast Thou Considered the Tetrapod? Of course, that comes to us from the Mountain Goats. Didn't sound anything like goats, but uh, I actually kind of dug it. It was all right. Didn't didn't hate it. So there's that. Uh, in the number four spot, we've got the Cobb crew coming in. Julia Le Cobb, Only You by Yazoo. Good stuff. Corky. I dug it. Uh, I like that old school 80s corky, synthy kind of stuff. It was really fun. Uh, in the number three spot from yet another Cobb crew, we've got Stephen Thomas Lay Cobb. Uh, in the number three spot with Orchestra by The Servant. I like this one a lot as well. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. I, I have nothing to say, but good stuff. In the number two spot from Kim Garmory, we've got Doom and Gloom by The Rolling Stones. This is a really good song, especially for something out of their newer catalog. I actually have never heard this song, and uh, I dug it. I thought it fit in really well with a more modern sound, but still kept that Rolling Stones vibe. Dug it a lot. In the number one position this week, our winner is, brrr, drum roll, Deborah Klein by submitting more, I'm sorry, Moon Baby by Godsmack. Really good song. Uh, I think I might have heard this years ago, but it's not anything that's on the radio, but it's a really good song. Uh, the thing that actually got us in the number one spot was the breakdown section. Good stuff. So now is your time. Yeah, yeah. To submit your nominations, just use the hashtag seven and submit any song from any genre, any style, or any decade. Just make it a song, and we will take the next week. Give it a listen. Give it a rank, because we can. It was new music, and it's fun. So we're going to take a quick break. Come back. Hey, musicians. Do your shows need that extra layer of fun and excitement? Wow your fans with Next Level Production and let Sunset Productions help you up your game. We can create custom and unique sound, lighting, and video packages designed just for you and your budget. Let's work together and give our community the shows they deserve. For more information, contact Jared Isaacs at sunsetproductionsspringfield at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Sunset Productions. Sunset Productions. Don't be a jukebox. Be an experience. Classic rock coffee. It's coffee that rocks, yeah. This ain't your typical coffee shop. It's Java with attitude, baby. From the moment you step onto the stage, you'll see, hear, and taste the difference. We're rocking and roasting seven days a week with guitars, amps, lights, burning wrists, and groupies. We've got the best coffee, frappe, smoothies, protein shakes, pastries, and sandwiches. Oh, yeah, green M&Ms if you get backstage. Come on in and get a whole lot of love. Get the idea, my babies. Even if you don't love classic rock. Well, that's impossible. You're going to love classic rock coffee. Check us out. Located at Kansas Expressway and Sunset. I have just one question. Have you thought about being a guest on the show? 
We are currently seeking music lovers of all kinds to join in on our fun. If you're interested in being a guest, or if you just have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can message us on Facebook or email us at the audio rose podcast at gmail.com. You can also submit any topics you'd like to hear discussed. Hello, how's it going? There's the button I'm looking for. Hello, all you beautiful people out there. Happy Sunday to all of you. Uh, I've got to figure out what's going on here on the screen. Something funky is going on right over there. Don't know. Uh, let's see if I can get rid of that. Ant. So that's a lighting thing. Yay. Welcome back, everybody, to the Audio Rose podcast. Of course, uh, you know already who I am. So thanks for joining us. Let's go ahead and jump right into things. Um, I guess first piece of business is everything's going off the rail because I don't have a producer today. Yay! So I get to hit all the buttons myself and oh my God, I'm already failing. So bear with me. Let's jump into things. That's what we got in the mug today. We've got some Living After Midnight from Classic Rock Coffee. Of course, an awesome sponsor of the show. And uh, a little bit about Living After Midnight. It is an amped medium dark roast. Uh, you'll get notes of honey, rich herb, and a little bit of a tobacco finish. Good stuff. It's really smooth if you like a robust coffee. If you need something in the morning to get you going, that's what you got to get. Living After Midnight. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Let us go to the comments. All right. Let us uh, do some adjusting here on the old desk, if you will. And over in the comment section, let's see what we've got. We've got some people saying hello. Hello there. What's up, Mr. Brian Betancourt? I feel like I've just seen you recently. Hmm. What could that be about? I don't know. I don't know. Um, let me turn that volume up. Hey, I can hear myself a little better now. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, Brian says, sup, folks. Sup, Mr. Betancourt. Johnny Atkinson is here with us. Yo, what's up, Johnny? He also says, go Browns. Yay, sports. Julia says, pop 85 was fun. It was fun, and that playlist slammed. It was good stuff. Uh, I've been listening to that playlist for the last like two weeks now, and uh, really digging it. It's good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and get into this week's uh, nominations for the hashtag seven. Let me get all my notes here ready. Uh, from CJ Garmo, we've got Kanye West, 24. From Julia Le Cobb, we've got hashtag seven, never going to stop by Rob Zombie. Deborah Klein says hashtag seven, Black Swan by Twerp. TWRP from Cameron. Okay, so that's a. Uh, Cameron Couch that submitted that, uh, duly noted. Uh, from Kim Garmory, come on, mouse, don't fail me now. We've got The Lovely Cup by Group Love. All right, never heard of them. That's good. Uh, we've got uh, <laughs> Abigail Burbridge, you're being evil. She says, uh, hashtag seven. Oh, boy. Per Ruch. By Celtic Woman. 
the 2011 version, mostly because I think it's funny to make people try to pronounce it. All right, so uh, I'll, I'll try it again. Pierre, Abhel, Ru. As close as I got. It's all I got. Been too long since I took a foreign language. Uh, let's see here. Deborah Krein says, woohoo. Yes, indeed. Deborah, you were able to win this week's hashtag seven, seven songs in seven days. Uh, Chris Hankins with us. Hello, Mr. Hankins says uh, hashtag seven. Amos Moses by Cross Canadian Ragweed. Good stuff. Uh, Kanita says, howdy, Springfield. Well, howdy, Kanita. Are you not in Springfield currently? What's what's up with that? Uh, let's see, Jules is here. She says, yo, 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 everyone. How's it going, Jules? Thank you so much for joining us. Good to see you, as always. Uh, Kanita says, Ozzy! Yeah, there's my Sharon! <laughs> Julia says, oh, missing that Joshua Pool. Still glad to see your face, Jared Isaacs. Well, thanks. I'm sure glad to see your profile picture, Julia Lakecom. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Kyla Meyer says, hashtag seven, sweet Jane by the Cowboy Junkies. Nice. David Klein says, hello, my friend. Well, hello there, David. And hello to Kylie. Um, happy Sunday to you as well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so Kanita brings up a good point. Go ahead and let me know where you guys are watching from in the comments. Uh, tell me where are you? Are you from Springfield? Are you from um, Timbuktu? Where you be? Where you be? We always kind of like to know that information. So let us know. All right, let's go ahead and move right along uh, to our next section of the show. I don't know what we've got. Nothing. All right, sweet. <laughs> Get that out of there. All right. Um, ha. I don't know. Something's going on with the lighting over here. That's wonderful. It's, it's just wonderful. Uh, so... Obviously, this week, we've got uh, a topic coming up uh, that, uh, well, obviously, yesterday being 9-11 and stuff, um, thoughts go out to anybody affected by that. And uh, I don't want to get into all that because it's, it's more heavy than I care to get into for what we're doing here on the show um, to a certain extent. Plus, I just don't want to divide the water, <laughs> if you will. Um, so that's not what we're going to do. But what I am going to do is... I would like to let me pull this graphic up here if it'll cooperate. Of course not, because we're live. So this is uh okay, let's go back over here. You guys are watching. <laughs> Deborah Klein says, watching from my dining room. <laughs> nice. Uh let's see here. Cindy says Pittsburgh, Kansas. Kylie is watching from Van Buren. Very cool. Brian Vettencourt, Farm Road 193, heading north. <laughs> Everton for uh, Mr. Hankins. Good stuff. Brighton for Kanita. There you go. And uh, Julia Lake Cobb. My mouse does not like me today. Uh, did the research for you on the Irish song name pronunciation for hashtag seven. Phonetically, it goes like this. Chair Awaliaru. Chair Awaliaru. All right. Cool. You heard it here first. We got an awesome research department here. That's uh, the only department we've got here today, so we'll take it. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, get this godforsaken mouse situation figured out because it's going to drive me nuts, and you guys don't want to hear about all my mouse problems. 
watching from the beautiful downtown Odessa, Missouri. Very nice. Jules says, um, yeah, for sure. It was a very emotional day, for sure, to reflect and remember, for sure, regarding 9-11. That's because I've decided to put my Facebook profile on a more positive, including my timeline. Good stuff. Good for you. Um, yeah, so all this this uh, weekend of remembrance and stuff had really kind of got me in a, uh, I don't know, kind of a, I don't want to say emotional, but in tap with that kind of thing. And um, if you saw the beginning of the show, that was uh, Tom T. Hall uh, graphic for his passing two weeks ago. And I, I just, it got missed and lost in the shuffle. I, I jokingly got called out on it. And um, it, it, it's something that I want to do on the show with with continuing those tributes and stuff because I feel those people are important to us as musicians and, and fans of music. And because of all their contributions to music, they deserve to be honored. Uh, so that's why I do that. That's me doing our part for that. Uh, however, it's got me to thinking on a lot of different things. And uh, I guess we'll start at the top with who, and I'm asking you guys this, and I'll, I'll be sure to give you my, uh, my two cents on this. Who has passed away, whether it be recent or whether it be maybe from your childhood or something, I don't know. Who is somebody that has passed away that was a big inspiration for you uh, that, that felt like a big loss? And maybe it's somebody you've never even met, uh, but still they play a big role in your life and you felt this emptiness or the sadness whenever they passed um, I, I'm interested to know that because I'm interested to know, uh, a who, who, and what inspires you. And, uh, I'm also very interested on the human level of that, um, that connection that we make with people that we've sometimes never even met or will never meet. And we know we'll never meet, but we still hold them in high regards. So that's always been very interesting to me. So I would love, love, love to hear maybe some people that, uh, have been a big effect on you when they've passed. Uh, David Klein's watching from Springfield, Missouri. Very cool. Thank you, David. Appreciate you being here, buddy. Uh, Julie says, do I have a title in the Audio Roast universe? I'll take it if you give it. Uh, Audio Roast Research Department. It is official, Julia. You are indeed the head of the research department. It's official. Uh, David Klein says, my dad, 1988. Yeah, I totally understand that. Um, it's something I haven't had to experience yet. Obviously, the day will come. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's hard losing a parent. I've, I could only imagine. I've not, like I said, I've not experienced it myself. But, you know, our parents may be uh, in different, for different people, every relationship is different, right? But no matter what, even if you don't have a relationship with your parents or your father or whatever, uh, it's still a loss, right? Uh, and it still means a lot. So I, I totally understand that. Uh, Kim Gomery says the same thing, my daddy. Yeah. I know that uh, it's a part of life. I mean, not everybody, <laughs> not everybody has to experience a loss of a parent because maybe their parents outlived them. But uh, for those that do, it's it's a really sad thing. And uh, yeah, it's that's kind of what I've been feeling this weekend. And I don't know why. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a pretty chipper guy. But when it comes to my music taste and stuff, I always kind of connect with the sappier and the the more emotional and that kind of thing. So it really kind of got me thinking, especially with, like I said, 9-11 happening, uh, the 20-year anniversary yesterday. So uh, it's kind of where my headspace is. Christy Pressler says, Robin Williams, I literally just watched Hook uh, when the announcement happened. Such a talent and kind man. Yeah, so true. Uh, Christy, same for me, except for instead of Hook, it was uh, World's Greatest Dad. And that was a tough one to watch after that. But uh, yeah, 
Robin brought a lot of laughter and a lot of good feelings for a lot of us and uh, definitely, definitely will be missed. And I, I can totally understand with you being a uh, stand-up comedian and having an affinity for comedy. I'm, I'm sure Robin was especially hard for you. I can totally understand that. Uh, let's see here. We've got uh, Cindy Lucas says uh, Chester Bennington. 100% agree. Uh, I know exactly where I was when I was told the news. I was at work and I just got sick to my stomach and didn't want to be there. Um, I <laughs> and it was said in such passing too, with no reverence or no, you know, it was like, ah, I heard Chester Bennington died. I'm like, are you kidding me? What? And because uh, for those of you who may not know, I have a top five uh, list of vocalists of all time, and Chester is on that list. So it was a it was a significant loss for me as well, Cindy. I can totally relate. Um, Kylie says, uh, my grandpa, same. I no longer have uh, any grandfathers and uh, can relate. And uh, yeah, I wish I had more time with mine. Uh, Julia says, yes, indeed. So she is indeed part of, ahead of the research department. Chris Hankins says, Keith Pratt, uncle by marriage and my drummer who introduced me to my wife of almost 30 years. Holy cow. Wow, that's amazing. Um, you said uh, your drummer, drummer in what band, Chris? Um, and how long did you guys play together? Uh, I think it's really cool that he was able to make that connection. So at least, uh, at least that's a fond memory that you can always hang on to, right? That's good stuff. Jewel says uh, that I do entirely agree regarding Robin Williams. Another great movie was Miss Doubtfire, an all-time favorite of mine. If I'm being totally honest about it, totally, totally loved it. And in fact, we just watched it recently too. It's, it still holds up. It's good stuff. Uh, Julia says Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell had uh, just missed his KC show a couple days prior to his death. Love singing along with him. It still hurts. Yeah, and I can imagine that that sting is extra stingy uh, if you had uh, a chance to see a show and had to miss it. So that uh, definitely sucks. Uh, Chris Cornell is one of those people that I definitely love his voice, love his work. Um, but, uh, he wasn't necessarily, you'll, you'll understand this, Julia. He wouldn't have made my Mount Rushmore, um, per se, but, uh, super, super talented guy. Love his voice. Love his, uh, the story that he tells with his voice. Really good stuff. Um, Kim says actors I was affected by Robin Williams as well. Musicians, I would say Frank Sinatra or Elvis. Uh, but those both tie in with my dad and that's okay. So that answers that because as I was reading that, Kim, I was like, well, wait a minute. That seems to be a generation before you. Um, so I, I can get that. Uh, so that's obviously probably some music that you bonded with, with your dad. Uh, so it still holds that special spot. I totally get that. I would be interested to know though, Kim, what are people that you, um, have had an affinity for and, uh, feel a sense of loss for, uh, Cindy said it was such a sad time. Yeah. I'm assuming you're probably talking about, uh, Robin Williams. That's kind of, I, I can't see the, unfortunately the the tree of replies, if you will. So like what you're replying to or anything with the program that we use, but I, I could tell that that's probably what you're talking about. And yeah, super sad, right? Because um, Robin was obviously somebody, his, his job was to bring joy and laughter to people. So to have somebody like that uh, with such a sudden and uh, massive loss, that's hard stuff, man. That's hard. Um, because you, you think somebody like that is just uh, Happy, go lucky, good stuff. Got to be here for the long haul. And when they're not, it's a, it's a big shock. So I totally get it. Lisa says, my mentor 
Pearl Yeadon, am I saying that right? Who made me the teacher and person I became. She passed her light on to me and I passed it on to my students. So she lives forever. Yeah, um, that's that's a really awesome way, Lisa, to look at that. Uh, kind of a passing of the torch and uh, a way for for you to honor what she gave to you, right? Um, as, a, as a way to kind of pay it forward, obviously. But um, yeah, to honor her, her memory and what she did for you. So I can totally understand that and relate to that. Uh, Kim says, for me, Tom Petty. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Um, Tom Petty is another one similar to Chris Cornell that I really like. I like a lot of his music. He necessarily probably wouldn't have made my Mount Rushmore my top five of any kind of a list, probably. But his contributions to music were hefty. And, um, you know, he did a lot of duets with people. He did uh, his solo work was just outstanding. Uh, he and the refugees, good stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I, I totally get that. Julie says, Cornell was so otherworldly other to me. He's one of my daughter's favorites, too. We watched a TV performance, and she just kept saying, he's such a beautiful man. So true. I felt his heart was on his sleeve and on his and in his every vocal note. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's kind of what I was saying to you, Julia, right, is um, that his storytelling, his ability to tell a story uh, with his voice, with his instrument, was absolutely top-notch. Uh, very few people, in my opinion, can do that. He is a, a great example. So I, I should probably back up a little bit. To me, there are a lot of singers nowadays, and very, very few recording artists and to me there is a difference in that um cornell was definitely a recording artist he had a super signature sound uh he could cross genres he could uh do duets with people and um collaborate with different people and still be chris cornell um i don't think singers so much nowadays have that uh, that ability or that quality to their voice um where their voice is almost a character um, but not in like a corny way, but just in a, a signature way. It's their own signature sound. So um, that's kind of what I can uh, relate with Cornell for sure. Kim says, I would guess Prince has to be on some people's list. Absolutely. Uh, especially as, again, a recording artist, vocalist, and a guitar player. Uh, he's a very underrated guitar player to a lot of people uh, because a lot of people just, um, you know, correlate Prince with his vocal ability. But the dude was an insane guitar player. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even have to elaborate on that. Most of you already know, most of you that are here already know that and, and understand that. So, uh, yeah, for me, I would say my, my biggest ones, um, obviously the biggest one so far, uh, for me personally, has been Michael Jackson. Um, I know exactly, it's, it's a lot similar to the 9-11 thing. Like, I know exactly where I was, who told me. Uh, my reaction to it, my feeling the next, you know, the next several hours after that. Um, that was a big one for me. That was uh, Michael was a big, big influence on me. I actually as a as a kid, I've talked a lot on the show about, you know, different instruments I've played as a kid and I may have touched on different sports that I did as a kid. But uh, I also actually was big time into dance and I, I took actual dance lessons. I took tap dance lessons. I took hip hop lessons. Um, jazz, all kinds of different dance techniques. And um, Michael was a major, major influence. And uh, that also kind of, in my opinion, correlates to um, 
an influence to me as being a frontman too. His timing, his his ability to hold a crowd in the palm of his hand. Uh, th- I mean, I'm in no way <laughs> on his league or in his galaxy even. But uh, I mean, for somebody to be able to stand on stage for literally two minutes, stand still, don't move a muscle, and the crowd's just going bananas, that's talent. And uh, I'm not sure that we'll see talent like that again. So, And, and having grown up with him my whole life, obviously, Michael... Um, predates me so he was already active before i was even alive but uh all the stuff through the 80s and 90s man was a major major influence on me so uh yeah michael is probably my biggest uh let's see here let's uh go back over here to julia she says i agree about having a voice with character Les paul used to say that you should perform with your own style so your mama would be able to recognize you on the radio <laughs> yeah yeah, that's actually, uh, that's really well said. And that's uh, very true. You should be, you know, you should be true as a vocalist to who you are and to the way you sound. And I'm sure a lot of you who have recorded before totally understand uh, if you've heard your own recorded voice, you're like, that's what I sound like. God, this is horrible. I hate this. But that's you. You know, that's what people associate with you. And as much as you may hate it, other people really enjoy it. Um, so, and that's a thing too, as far as, um, if you're, if you're a singer in a cover band, you could still be you. You don't have to totally try to to sound like whoever it is that you're covering and you don't have to necessarily modify that between songs. Um, and that's something that I've honestly purposely, uh, personally struggled with is, um, you know, if I'm singing a Dio song, I'm going to try to sound more like Dio. If I'm sounding, if I'm singing Axel, I'm going to sound like Axel, um, Judas Priest, same thing. So, um, but it's okay to be true to yourself and just sound like Jared or just sound like Julia or just sound like whoever, um, you know, because your voice is your own, your own character. And and like Julia says uh, that Les Paul said, it should, uh, it should be your own style and, and be recognizable to those that are listening. So, yeah, Kim says, Julia, that's one thing uh, I love about Tom Petty. There's no mistaking who's singing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Deborah says, totally agree. Singers don't sing from their soul. It's a rare thing anymore. Very true. And Deborah, I think that probably a lot of it has to do with uh, trying to impersonate who it is that they're covering um, and not being true to themselves or taking ownership of the lyrics and the story being told. Uh, That's a huge, huge part of being a singer. Anybody can get up there and say the lyrics and a melody, but to actually convey the story and the emotion behind what was written, that's a whole different ballgame. Jewel says, I would probably agree, or I would probably have to say that it would be Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson. Both of their music was beyond amazing. Yep, uh, Whitney was another one that I remember exactly where I was. Um, Obviously, I really liked her a lot. She was a big influence, not that I sound or look anything like Whitney. Um, I I so relate and appreciate her her music and stuff. It, it, It means a lot to me and obviously a lot to a lot of people. Uh, she is absolutely on a Mount Rushmore, uh, a female vocalist or vocalist period. Uh, just her, her chops as a performer and as a musician were out of this world. So, uh, so yeah, those are, those are tough whenever we lose those mega, mega stars. But, um, I also wonder what about people that aren't quite as famous? Um, have, have you guys felt any sense of, of loss from people that you're like, you know, or famous but they're not like a-list famous they're not whitney or or uh they're not uh michael jackson or prince or that kind of thing 
you know, like uh, obviously if you watched uh, Unsung Dreamers a couple weeks ago, they were talking about uh, Tom T. Hall, uh, who, of course, wrote many, many big hits. Uh, and that's kind of somebody that hit home for them. So I can totally understand that. Uh, let's keep going here. We've got uh, Barb Hensick says Michael Jackson, Elvis, George Michael, such losses. Yeah, there you go. George Michael. Um, totally, totally understand that. Uh, obviously, his time in Wham was phenomenal, but he also had a fantastic, fantastic solo career. So, uh, yeah, totally get that. And Elvis, of course, makes a lot of sense. Barb, I know you're a big uh, Elvis fan and big fan of blues and that kind of that style of music. So I can totally see that. And Elvis was a massive influence to a lot of people. Uh, you know, it's it's so easy to hate on Elvis nowadays, but uh, let's not forget the influence that he made on so many other people. It was it was a big deal. Julia says, agree on Michael Jackson. I remember clearly that my kids and I heard about his death on the car radio while we were driving uh, Route 66 between Chicago and Springfield on vacation. No idea why I remember such that much detail uh, because of the amount of influence that he played in our lives. Um you know, I think a lot of it, too, um, is, first of all, he spans so many generations. And so it's not like a, a one-hit wonder kind of thing where it's like, oh, no, he had a great song. Like, he had <laughs> hundreds of songs that were fantastic. <clears throat> but um, for me, I, I, I definitely remember where I was. I could even remember, so it was early in the morning. It was like uh, 8 or 9 in the morning whenever I heard about this. And I actually heard before the news broke that he had died there was news breaking that he was in the hospital. And I was like, oh gosh. And it sounded like it was bad. And I remember just like, oh man, I hope he's okay. I hope he pulls through. And like within 10 minutes, nope, he's he's dead. And I just, I mean, I wanted to like cancel my day and just go back home and just dedicate the whole day to Michael. Um, and there's been many people that have passed that are like that. Chester, I did do that for Chester um, because I found out towards the end of my day. And uh, yeah, that's what I did. I went home and watched concert DVDs and stuff of uh, Lincoln Park. Uh, Julia says, I miss Lou Whitney all the time. He believed in my singing when I didn't believe in myself. He encouraged me to always and encouraged me always and allowed me to lurk around the studio to be around some amazing music. I miss my friend. Yeah, can totally, totally understand that. I never, uh, never was around to be able to meet Lou Whitney, but I've heard so many fantastic Lou Whitney stories and uh yeah he really really was open to having uh, other people around him and bringing other people up and stuff and uh you know that's actually a really good transition for something else that I wanted to speak on today was that uh I went out to the riff on Friday night and the feedback school of music um formerly the school of rock but not really it's just done by a lot of the same people if I understand right I know uh Kim Painter, Greg Frazier, Justin Ward, um, Bart Kelly. There's several people involved in that uh, in our community as instructors. And uh, yeah, so this is a it was a kind of a showcase of, I think, seven different acts, uh, up and coming musicians and stuff. And I got to tell you, man, there were some really, really good performances. And I don't mean like good performances and oh, man, you know, good for the kids. Like, I mean, good performances like you guys. <laughs> Some of us need to keep stepping our game up because we're going to get passed by real quick if if we're not uh, paying attention and doing our best. Um, but I got to say, after uh, a full night of you know seven different bands of young musicians, I was super disappointed to look around the room and not see 
local musicians supporting that or uh, talking to them. I mean, there was literally nobody there until the end of the night, actually. And I went up to the front and uh, turned around front and center. Who do you think was there? Paul and Cassandra Carson. Good on you guys for being there and for repping Paralander there at Feedback School of Music. Um, that was super, super cool to see. And I know that Paul, for sure, definitely is uh, a big supporter of that kind of stuff. Uh, Paul, obviously, with his own daughter, did the same kind of thing. Brought her up under his wing and um, just has an, an appreciation for that, you know, for the next generation and um, on the lookout always for for what's coming up next. So he and Cassandra both get five cups from me today. I, I so thought it was cool that you guys were there. Uh, let's see here. Lisa says, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher this one. Sorry. Uh, Krista McLaughey, uh, the teacher who I went up in space. What? The teacher who went up in space on the Challenger. Got it. <laughs> I was like, you've been to space? Uh, she went the distance so she could teach her students, watched the launch live, and was devastated. Yeah, the Challenger thing, man. I, I was a small kid when that happened, but I remember that crystal clear. Um, and, and for it to be such a big event and broadcast on national TV like that, and then for the outcome, man, that was heavy stuff. Uh, but yeah, I totally understand that, Lisa. Julia says, dude, I'm already surpassed by some of our School of Rock students. I'm so happy that feedback was created to keep the dream alive in Springfield. I couldn't agree more, Julia. I think that it's a fantastic concept and a fantastic thing to have in our community. I was actually talking to Justin Ward, and I was talking to him about uh, what I think might be cool is to purposely incorporate some of our own uh, community and area musicians that are already established to work with them on these showcases, you know, have them come up and sing a song with the band or sit in with the band um, because it's going to show, obviously, that we as established musicians care and are welcoming to the next generation um, and also to act as a bit of inspiration, you know? I mean, how cool would it have been with Paralandra right there to, for those kids to say, yeah, we got to jam with half of Paralandra. That would have been pretty cool. Uh, so I think uh, I think that might happen. That might be in the works. Uh, Barb says, Michael Jackson and I have the same birthday. Oh, very cool. Uh, saw Jackson 5 uh, at Sedalia State Fair for the summer uh, that Michael put Ben out as a solo. That is so cool. Michael was just emerging as a solo artist. In fact, yes, I think Ben was his first solo um, single, if I remember correctly. Uh, the whole show was an electrifying performance of master entertainment this one's mid 70s yeah so i actually have uh i actually grew up not far from sedalia and uh so we would go to the state fair all the time and i've seen a lot of amazing acts but nothing like michael jackson that would have been out of this world i would have been over the moon to be able to see him uh so yeah let's uh let's see what else we got uh, i think what we're gonna do is uh i've already sat here and chatted up enough to need a refill but here's what I want to talk about next is um, let's see here. I've got a couple of different directions we can go with this. Let's talk about next what our legacy might be and what we might be remembered for. Food for thought. We're going to come back after a break. We'll be back right after this. So trying to break into the scene was impossible 
uh, Renee and I. So we, interesting to me because it was uh, not that way for me. Oh my god, I couldn't get a uh, I couldn't get an audition. Do you think a lot of that has to do with where we're at physically, like not being St. Louis or not being Chicago or that kind of thing? Like when you were traveling to those places, weren't you in kind of some bigger hubs? You know what? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, yes, I am not college educated and is a burr in my side that totally creates unity because someone will come up that's a younger musician or whatever etc and and there will be a connecting point there and then what will happen hey when's your next show i want to come out and see the show um yeah so you do know me too well and this is against me in this in this uh deal because you're hitting all the pain points if you do it the right way you know you leave a little bit of change where you were hey it's jody with rewind records and i have an announcement to make rewind records is in springfield missouri you know about the marshfield location on spur drive well now we are located in springfield on the north side 1031 West Kearney. So that's right next to Freeway Ministries. It's right in between that and the O'Reilly. Um, used to be a bowling alley right there. But over on the north side at 1031 West Kearney, inside the RC Flea Mart, you can find Rewind Records. Thank you very much for supporting us. Keep listening to good music. See you later. Hey, it's Jody with Rewind Records, and I have an announcement to make. Rewind Records is in Springfield, Missouri. You know about the Marshfield location on Spur Drive. Well, now we are located in Springfield on the north side, 1031 West Kearney. So that's right next to Freeway Ministries. It's right in between that and the O'Reilly. Um, used to be a bowling alley right there. But over on the north side at 1031 West Kearney, inside the RC Flea Mart, you can find Rewind Records. Thank you very much for supporting us. Keep listening to good music. See you later. Uh, see here, uh, go continue on where we left off. Julia says, some of my best moments at the school have been filling in for absent singer during rehearsals. Nothing like ripping through rival song song uh, when some of the kids had not heard of me sing yet. That's uh, that's interesting. What, um, Julia, what all do you do there at the school? Are you an instructor as well or... Um, are you just like in management or what, uh, what is your role and how do they not hear you sing yet? That's pretty wild to me. If I'm being honest, um, Julia says, by the way, it's a bit of a shock to see a mustacheless Jared in the Russ interview clips. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> that was the, uh, we filmed that the night after I did, uh, or the day at morning after actually, uh, after I did the Aussie song with Kanita for her uh, Women Who Rock show down at Southbound. And I was like, I've learned from the past, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all in on it. I'm not going to you know, do it halfway and put only part of an effort in. So I erased the mustache, if you will. And uh, it was great for the performance, but I forgot totally that I had uh, that interview scheduled for the next morning. So it definitely made things interesting. 
Um, and it's kind of hard to look at if I'm being honest. All right, so let's uh, keep it going. Kylie says, I would like to leave a legacy of honor. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, definitely a good goal to have. I would love to hear what you're doing um, to, to, for your legacy. You know, what, uh, what would people say about you right now if, 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 if your number was up? You know, uh, what are you doing to better that or to improve that? Uh, I know this is kind of heavy, but, you know, maybe sometimes this is the kind of thing we need to stop and think of because if we don't, we'll just continue on and, and uh, miss out on an opportunity perhaps. Barb says, one last comment before we move on to the legacy comment. All right. I have admiration for Donnie Ray Stevens for so many reasons, including his work as a music teacher slash mentor. He is often has his students come, come to the shows and sit in for a few songs. So he doesn't just give lessons in his home, has them practice performing as well. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually super excited. I would love to have Donnie on the show sometime soon. Um, he's posted a few things recently that has really gotten my attention. I'm like, I dig what you're doing, man. I like it a lot. Uh, so yeah, I, it, it, Donnie's one of those people that I've known of, um, and known ish for my goodness, the better part of 10, 15 years. Um, but our paths haven't crossed enough to actually make that connection. So, uh, he and I have a lot of similar ways of thinking on things. And, uh, I really dig that a lot about him. Uh, let's see here. Julia says adjusting the camera just isn't the same as on other shows. Boy, are you right? Uh, that's actually exactly what I was doing. But for some reason, Lisa says, Julia, yeah, but I'm not sure his body parts <laughs> will stand up. Moving right along on that one, Lisa. Uh, Julia says, I'm the general manager. So I'm basically in charge of answering phones, setting up and scheduling, signing up new students, billing, equipment. Basically, everything admin that keeps the school afloat. I hire the instructor so the kids don't get to hear me sing unless I'm rehearsing myself or filling in for someone. Now, that makes more sense because I'm like, how how are you an instructor <laughs> that that hasn't been heard? Uh, so that makes more sense. Gotcha. I actually was today years old when I found out that you were the general manager of that. I knew that you were in management, if I recall that correctly, but I didn't realize you were the gal. I dig it. Good stuff. Uh, Barb says, my legacy, an encourager and elevator of musicians and the music scene. Most local peeps don't know the depth and width of my reach beyond Springfield, Missouri into regional and national and international music scenes. I want to be remembered for having integrity in an industry rife with those who don't have integrity. That's a, uh, well, to use uh, uh, one of the words that uh, Kylie used, that's very honorable for sure. Um, it's, uh, that's a lot to live up to, but the way that you live up to that is by just doing it day in and day out and, uh, you know, chiseling away. And I think you're doing a great job with that, Barb. I really do. Um, Joshua Poole says, it ain't so easy, is it? Sure isn't. I'm trying to get this, uh, side camera to work and it won't. Uh, Julia says, I tend to undersell myself. Ah, one of them undersellers, eh? I've heard about you undersellers. <laughs> All right. Um, Josh, I'm dying here, buddy. 
I can't tell you how weird this is to sit here and talk uh, to a camera in a room all by myself. This is awkward. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead at this time and introduce to you our producer. All right. Well, that didn't work very well. Let's uh, go ahead and introduce today's guest. All right, let's try the other guest. Fresh out ideas here, folks. That's all I got. Uh, all right. <laughs> Barb says, Jared Donnie Ray is why I went to a Sunset Strip show. He wanted to see, go see a band. He wanted the band to go see you at Archie's. So I know of his respect for you as a musician. That blows my mind. I had no idea. Um, my, my first crossing of paths with Donnie was actually with my old eighties band rat poison, which was kind of the predecessor to sunset strip. And we were like the house band at the outland downstairs. And, um, in fact, way back whenever he and Tiffany were still together, uh, they would be at the outland every now and then. And so that's, that's how I was really kind of introduced to, uh, to him was way back then. That was in like the early 2010s. Um, so yeah. Joshua Poole says, I did get the pictures of seven songs. Awesome. Uh, I did too, because I didn't know if you would, but I still haven't counted them. So I don't know how many we have. Uh, you know, uh, Chris says, this episode is like Batman without Robin. You're so right. And matter of fact, I might even have to. Uh, I might have to do this here. Yeah. All right. Well, no answer. I tried calling Alfred and I uh, can't even get Alfred over here. So tis what it is. Uh, Lisa says, I stated at my last show that if every student left school, having had one moment that they would never forget that impacted their life, then my legacy would be secured. I will tell. That's uh, pretty awesome, Lisa. That's really cool stuff. Um, I know that my uh theater director my speech and drama coach uh all the same person she uh definitely was a big influence on my life and she actually passed away just like uh three years ago something like that and uh yeah it's it's one of those things that the teachers that really invest in you as a person and as a student are the ones that really really make an impact on us as people uh, so it's really cool to know and to think that you've done the same for other students. And I know without question that you have, because I know the uh, the impact you've made on my life and getting to know you in the last year or two. So good stuff. David says, damn, I should have come on with Scott Henry and Shane Jennings. Something, something. <laughs> hey, David, I wanted to say thanks for uh, helping out last weekend with the Dirty Saints and uh, Watergate, if you will. <laughs> That was crazy. Uh, David says, he's at the bar, Alfred. Yeah, yeah, probably so. I don't blame him. <laughs> All right. Um, Lisa says, oh, now this is now this Betancourt is crying. Speaking of Betancourt, speaking of crying, I know Joshua Poole is going to be crying. 
whenever he finds out what he's missed out on today. So before we went live on the show today, we got a surprise visitor from two of our favorite peeps. That's right. The Betancourts, Brian and Lisa, stopped by with the brand new, hot off the shelf, raspberry wine from Betancourt Wines. There you could, uh, I turn it the right way. Uh, this is their was <laughs> the Wasberry wine uh, from July 2021 uh, with notes of burnt out bass players and underconfident singer lead singers. So uh, if you know, you know, if you don't talk to the Betancourts. So not only do I have my bottle of wine, which thank you very much to Lisa and Brian both. You guys are awesome. I'm loving, loving this Betancourt wine. For those of you who have not had any of this yet, let me get this thing out of the way. Um, for those of you who have not yet had Betancourt wine, uh, this is something that Brian and Lisa both do as a fun hobby. And um, it's one of those things like, I don't want to say too much, but uh, you should pick some up. You should You should talk to them and see if they can hook you up with some. Um, you know, maybe give them a tip. Tell them don't eat yellow snow or uh, drop a 20 on the ground or some, you know, do something. But uh, because this stuff doesn't make itself, but it is the bomb. It is so good. Um, he actually keeps investing in this more and more each time. He was telling me he actually just got a, a new laser printer and did these labels himself. Again, I'll show you that, but it's I keep turning. I'm not I'm not a good Vanna White. Uh, but yeah, so he did and designed this all on his own. I think that's just too cool. Uh, so you guys see Brian and Lisa out and about at a lot of local shows and stuff. So there's plenty of opportunity for you to hit them up. Hit them up on Facebook. Say, hey, I heard on uh, Audio Row something about some wine and such. What all you got and how can I get some? Hit them up because it's good stuff. Um, it is not, uh, I'm not schlepping crap. And I'm here to tell you, it's good stuff. I might even have to crack some uh, just to try it and, you know, kind of loosen up a little bit on this here show. Don't want it to get too heavy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Christy says, Jared, careful asking people. Last time your show got ransacked. So true. Uh, that's why for now, bottle still corked. And also, I already know that they can't be here. So there's that. Uh, Julia Lake Cobb says, another sing along raspberry wine. There you go. Yes. Now, are you, uh, should we sing this in this in the melody of Strawberry Wine by Dina Carter or Raspberry Beret by Prince? Which way should we go with this? Hmm. Dave Klein says that was wet for sure. Yeah, that was uh, a mess. Nothing like being doing a show in a covered environment and rain still coming down on you like cats and dogs. It was ridiculous. Julia says the label. Yes, it is insanely awesome. I love it. Uh, Christy says, rascally rabbit. <laughs> Christy, uh, drop a $20 on the ground. Well, we, uh, just want the wine not to drop it like it's a hot dance. No, you get the wine and you drop a 20 on the ground and you keep going on your way. Maybe Brian picks it up. Who knows? Um, yeah. Speaking of Christy and $20 or dropping something or whatever, Christy, you still need to get over here to the riff. Uh, we've got your prizes from, uh, our last show where you won a Footloose vinyl record, courtesy of Jody Cottengim with Rewind Records. 
And uh, yeah, you got a little Kit Kat action going on over there too. So swing by at some point and we'll hook you up. Uh, and I actually, before I continue on on that, I actually talked to Jody about this and that might be a more common and reoccurring thing. So for all you vinyl heads out there, I don't know if that's a term. Is there a proper term for vinyl folks? Uh, I'm going to have to make something up like clarinetista or something for, for vinyl heads. Uh, but anyway, uh, we might be doing more giveaways like that more often. So uh, if you're a fan, let us know. Uh, David says, uh, you do a great job with Sunset Productions for sure. Well, thank you, David. That means a lot to hear. Um, not every show is the same. Some shows uh, I go all out and do a ton of stuff. And some, it just doesn't require a whole lot. So we don't do a whole lot. But I definitely appreciate it. And I know that uh, I take a lot of pride in what I do with that. So it means a lot to hear. Lisa says, Joshua Poole, this is what happens when you aren't there. So true. Uh, Joshua Poole says, is my bottle there? Nope. I got a bad feeling about this. Uh, Julie says, in my head, it's strawberry wine. Normally a new country girl, but there you go. Oh, not normally a new country girl. See, now I don't consider... Mm, see, now we're getting sidetracked. And I like it. I don't consider Dina Carter new country. She was like, uh, what was that, like 99, 2000 at most? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I question that, but I get you. Chrissy says, yep, and got ahead to his shop to get me a record player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's He's got the hookup. So for those of you who are like, you know, this vinyl thing, it really seems to be catching on. I might want to get in on this. Get in on it. Uh, hit Jody up, and he will try to set you up with a, a record player and all that you'll need. Um, he'll hook you, hook you up with everything. Um, what, he'll inform you on how how to um, keep upkeep on your records and your collection, um, proper things to do with it, uh, big no-nos, all that kind of stuff. If, if if you're just getting into the game of vinyl, I'm serious. Jody is your is your guy. He'll he'll help you out and hook you up. Uh, so yeah, let's. Um, I think I've got uh, one more break here, and I'm gonna go ahead and take it because I got to tag out. I don't have to puff, but I got to pee. So we'll be back in just a minute. Uh, and I want to keep talking about our legacy and what we're doing to improve it. So stick around. Bye. 
We've got prizes, giveaways, all new games that can only be played live and in person. Double the guests, double the fun, so be there! The Audio Roast Podcast, only at the Rib. Yeah, yeah, you know we're back. Uh, so, talking about our legacies and what we're doing to uh, improve those constantly. Uh, one of the things for me personally that I've done is this show. Trying to, again, I, I feel like I've said this a hundred times, but the whole point of this show is I feel like there's so many different clicks and circles of genres and very, very talented musicians that don't know one another because they don't play the same kind of music, but yet still belong to the same community. I find that really freaking weird if I'm being totally honest about it. So trying to bridge that gap um, and, uh, you know, maybe even maybe it'd be a small part if if there's other people in the community that have maybe a little bit of a beef or a misunderstanding with each other. Maybe they can see people in a different light and understand that people can change and people can be um, constantly evolving and becoming better people. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to chip away week by week and do my part. Uh, all right. So continuing on, Julia says, yeah, the song is like 20 years old and I still, and yet I still call it new. For me, old country is Hank, Senior, Patsy, Johnny, Cash, Kitty Wills. For the Carter family, old school. Yeah, so if you like old school country, we actually have an old school country so uh, episode coming up soon. Uh, we're going to be going all the way back into the 60s. Uh, and a lot of that kind of stuff is definitely on the docket. Uh, we've got one guest confirmed for that. So uh, still working on our second, but we'll be doing that one very, very soon. Looking forward to that. I actually uh, went ahead this past week and blocked out a lot of what we're doing. Let me look behind me here. I've got it kind of filled out all the way between now and the beginning of April. Of course, all that can be rearranged and shuffled, but at least we have an idea of what's uh, what's coming down the pike for the show. So uh, glad to have had that done and out of the way. I've needed to do that, to be totally honest, for the last couple months and just haven't. So, uh, yeah. What's, um, what about you do you want to be remembered for? And what do you think you'll be remembered for? Are those the same thing? Or if they're not, what are you doing to try to get those to be the same thing? Julie says, so legacy. You don't always know how you affect others until you're gone. I got a taste of that due to being away from the school for over two weeks. I showed up on Saturday and the kids, parents, and staff were beaming and telling me how much they missed me. Yeah, uh, that's very true. Um, just like the great Tom Kiefer said, don't know what you got till it's gone. Uh, yeah, so true. And, uh, it, it's nice though, right? Whenever you're gone, but are able to come back and see the influence that you've, uh, been a part of for people, the roles that you've played in their life. And, uh, yeah, it, it really is. Um, it really is something I, uh, yeah, I, I was going to tell a story, but I'm going to, I'm going to check mark that and, and, roll it over to the next week because we've got some uh some stuff to talk about next week also uh so that's uh that's that uh let's see here what else we got here folks um so yeah i think i on my notes we we've talked about everything that i had written down for 
kind of a, a general consensus of what we wanted to do here on today's show. Uh, I wanted to keep this one kind of short. I know it's kind of heavier. And so because of that, I didn't want to draw it out and make it a big, a big long thing. But I just want it to be in the back of people's minds. Like, am I really doing things to better my legacy and to be a better version of myself? Um, and if not, maybe we should think about taking steps to do so uh, because uh, it's important. Uh, let's see, Julia says, uh, did I miss one? Uh-oh, I missed a couple. My comments jumped up, sorry. Uh, there we go. Kim Garmory says, I would hope that I'd be remembered as someone who loved and helped as many people as possible. I want to be seen as a positive light in a sometimes dark world. Absolutely, and I know that that is how you will be remembered easily. Um, Kim, you go out of your way above and beyond to help people that you care about um, and people you don't even know. Uh, so it's definitely noticed. And uh, keep it up. That's good stuff. Julia says, as far as how I want to be remembered for music, for singing, for well-written essays that you can find on my website, www.juliapop.com. Uh, <laughs> she says, I'm Julia Spam. She promotes her website whenever she can. <laughs> I don't know. I can't make that fit. It, it doesn't feel right. Not even my jingle. Uh, but yeah, Julia Spam indeed. Um, Kylie says, my legacy I'm trying to do, I'm trying my best to raise two kids in an honorable way. I hope that they grew up to be loving, hardworking, and compassionate people. I want them to know that it's okay to take chances and that it's okay if you fail. I know at times I fail, but I will continue to do my very best uh, or my best every day in showing them a great example. Yeah, <laughs> That's, uh, that hits home. That's good stuff. It is 100,000% okay to try and to fail. Um, trying and failing is a thousand times uh, more respectable than not trying at all. Because if you don't try at all, you're guaranteed to fail. Uh, at, least, at least there's a chance of success if you try. Uh, there's a, uh, a clip on YouTube. I actually, I might even, I'm just going to go ahead and pull that up. I, I think I referenced this. Uh, I cut it out of the edit of... Um, my conversation with uh, Russ Weatherby on Common Grounds. But I actually, uh, let me get that out of here. I actually uh, referenced this in our interview. There was a, um, I'm sure you all know who Steve, God dang, come on microphone. Uh, I'm sure you all know who Steve Harvey is, uh, who, actually, who actually is a uh, really pretty successful businessman in general, besides just being a TV personality. And uh, there was a, uh, a quick little interview that he did and it talked a lot about exactly what uh what kylie is talking about and if i can pull this up quick enough i'm gonna i'm gonna play that all right so here i, I want to play this because this is something that uh that really struck me and has stuck with me since i've seen this and i hope it'll do the same for you this is just a it's less than two minutes long uh so let's uh i'll pull this up actually like this all right, so uh, yeah, here's Steve Harvey's uh, view on how to be successful. Can you guys see that? No. Yeah, you, yeah, you can see that. All right. Okay, here's the deal. If you want to be successful, here's the thing you have to do. You have to jump. There is no way around it. 
you have to jump. Every successful person has jumped. You got to jump. You got to take a leap of faith. You got to dash off that cliff and you got to jump out there as far as you can. Now, a lot of times you stand on the cliff of life and you see other people soaring by, gliding down like a bird flying through the air. You know, they're going over to the south of France. You see them on a boat somewhere. You see their family vacationing here, their family vacationing there. You see them dressing like this. You see them in New York, then you see them in London. They flying by. You know why? It's because they parachute open. But the only way to get your parachute to open so you can soar, you got to jump. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem, my friends. When you jump, I can assure you one thing. You listening? I promise you this. Your parachute will not open right away. No. That's the fear part. I promise you your parachute will not open right away. You're going to hit them sides and them rocks. You're going to tear your back out on them cliffs. You're going you're gonna to cut yourself. You're going to get wounded. You're going to get some tears and stuff like that. But eventually, parachute will open and you'll be sore. But here's the other caveat. Let me teach you this right here. If you do not jump, I promise you one thing. Your parachute will never open. So you safe, but you'll never soar. You got to jump. Yeah, good stuff, huh? Um, like I said, that ever since I saw that, that has stuck with me so much. And uh, it's it, uh, powerful stuff, man. It really is. Yeah, this is so much button pushing to do without Josh. It is insane. <laughs> What's funny is uh, Josh has been with us here at the Audio Roast for right almost exactly at a year. And uh, this is the first show that he's had to miss. So he, he definitely is missed. <laughs> it, uh, it definitely makes my life a lot easier to have him around. Let's uh, jump back up here. David Klein says, building great hot rods. Had them in Hot Rod Magazine, Carcraft Street Rod. Just being a good builder. Now my son has taken over in that. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. Um, yeah, so David, I've, I've always uh, wondered about that. And I've seen a lot of your stuff on, on uh, Facebook. When... Uh, I guess I didn't really wasn't a hundred percent sure because I know that you do a lot of uh, model cars and stuff as well. So I didn't know if your your car stuff was only models or if it was actual cars as well. But it sounds like it's uh it's both. It's actual cars and you've since passed it on, like you said to your son, and you're probably just doing model cars now. Uh, so that's really cool, and you do really good work with that. I, I really enjoy seeing that. Julie says, but seriously, I want to leave a trail of love and light that carries on through all of my friends and family, just like it was passed on to me from my family before me. Yeah. Totally, totally same. Uh, Abigail says, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Hopefully, I'll outlive Westboro Baptist Church. Uh, but I hope to live my life in such a way that they would pick at my funeral if they could. <laughs> Abigail, I think that's awesome. Uh, two things on that. So first of all, you've already done one. We've both we've all uh outlived fred phelps so that's a a quick and easy bonus uh part two is i actually went to a counter protest for uh, westboro one time um and it was actually not far from here it was in seymour missouri for uh i don't need you know what's funny is i don't even remember what it's for but there was a lot of hubbub about uh, them being there on facebook and so i went there to counter protest turns out they stayed uh 
at home and didn't come. But uh, it was nice to know that myself and there were others there that were ready to uh, counter protest that. So, yeah, totally cool. Uh, Kylie says that was really good. Yeah, is that not amazing? Uh, that that really sums up in a in a really in a way that I couldn't say uh, nearly as eloquently. But uh, really, that analogy has stuck with me so much, Kylie. Um, it means a lot. It's uh, it, it's so true, right? Like what you, like what we were talking about. You're not gonna you're not gonna su- succeed if you don't try. But if you try and fail, you should still have pride in the fact that you've tried. Um, maybe you'll, you'll revisit and tweak a certain something about your approach next time and you'll nail it. You know, uh, I think it's, it's too easy. Another, another favorite quote of mine, um, Julie, you may know the source. If not, maybe you can ask me. Um, but, uh, somebody that, uh, I hold a lot of regard in, in my life, uh, once said that, uh, the easiest thing in the world to get e- to get good at is being lazy. Think about that. Um, in other words, it's it's all in the same vein. If if you're not trying, you're not living. Um, so you got you got to try different things and retry different things. It's all about picking yourself back up. Brian says true, and uh, Kylie says you're doing a good job. Five stars. You're too kind. Thank you so much, Kylie. Appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, so guys, like I said, I uh, I had planned on only doing. A shorter show today, about an hour and a half or so, and we're right at uh, almost that. So, um, thinking about wrapping things up here. Let's see. There we go. We'll say that we're all out of time. But uh, honestly, I had a lot on my mind this week. There's been a lot of stuff going on in my life that I might talk about next week. Um, but uh, I want to make sure that all the pieces are in place. That's easy to say uh, before I do. So. Uh, for today, we're all out of time. I didn't want to cancel two weeks in a row. If I'm being totally honest, I hated that we couldn't do a show last week, but sometimes it's just life, man. Life just happens and it is what it is. Uh, so glad to see you guys back here this week. And I know there's a a big game or something on the, uh, on the old television. So I don't want to keep you guys too long today, but I want to say thank you so much for being here. Um, check us out at our website, audioroast.com where you can check out merch, playlist, sponsor links, links to our past episodes, all kinds of fun stuff going on over there. Check it out. We keep it up and uh, update it all the time. So that's what we got at audioroast.com. Time for our final thoughts. My final thoughts are exactly what we've been talking about today. Um, you know, And kudos and shout out to the unsung dreamers, screamers, Monday morning medicationers, whatever of the 18,000 names they go by. Uh, shout out to them. I love their tagline on medic, uh, Monday Monday morning medication. Uh, go out in the world and do better. That's exactly what we need to be doing. And uh, I just wanted to do my part and take the opportunity to kind of second that and say the same thing. Life passes us by so quick. And uh, let's make sure that we're making the most of it, you know, and let's not wait until it's too late and uh, we haven't. So that's my final thoughts. Nothing but chipperness and good moods next week. Full of energy, full of good stuff. We're going to have something fun for you next week. Back with the games, back with the good times, back with a house full of folks. So yeah, uh, make sure that uh, you remember times are hard for everybody right now. So may your cup of coffee and your love of music be strong, but your sense of humor be even stronger. We'll see you right here next week at 5 o'clock for the Adi Rose podcast.